Welcome to the PG Daily. In today's episode, you will hear the story of a father who dropped his children off to public school for the very first time. Could you please、uh, say your name for us? My name is David Smalls. Are you a junior? No. Okay. The, the first then is your son also David? Yes, he's the second. I decided not to make him a junior, but I, I,、right. like a 2.0. Okay. <laughs> I did the same thing with my son, who's actually the third. Oh, wow. So, he is 3.0.、Uh, doesn't necessarily mean better, it just means different. A different model. I remind him all the time <laughs> different, not better. You are still an original. You're just not the original. Right. <laughs> so tell me about your, your family.、Uh, so I have a wife, lovely wife. We've been married for nine years, and we have two beautiful children,、uh, David and Kylea, ages seven and four. She'll be five in October. Wow, so y'all started like right away. You've been married nine years and you have a seven year old. So y'all didn't even have any time to be like just a couple without kids. Not very much time, but a lot of people don't know. My son is my firstborn, but he's not our first child. So we had miscarriage, you know, miscarriages before, but he's the firstborn and he came out. With a vengeance. He, he, he just came out and changed our lives. Okay. <laughs> Don't they all? <laughs> so, you were planning from the day you got married, or maybe even before you got married, to become a parent? Absolutely. So,、uh, a lot of people say that, you know, girls dream of their wedding day and all that from the time they were young. For me, I always dreamed of having a family from the time I was young. So, I、mm-hmm. kind of figured I, I wouldn't be shocked if I become a parent one day. Okay, so let me ask you this、um, about the, the dreaming of, of having a family. Did you have an idea of how many kids you want with this family and all of that? So, initially, I wanted four, between four to five children. Okay. And then I ended up working at a private school for 12 years, and then my number went from zero to four tops. <laughs> four tops now. <laughs> and so now, after we had our daughter, I said, you know what? I think I'm good. I'm, oh, really? Okay. So, we, we, I told someone, I say, you know, kids are like a, a championship. You have to do it more than once to prove that the first one wasn't a fluke. Right. <laughs> so,、um, how are your children different and similar? So, they are different in the, in the sense that I thought my son, being a young boy, you know, I expected him to be the one tumbling around on the ground and jumping off of things and having so much energy that he didn't know what to do with it. And my son is extremely intelligent. So he uses this energy for his brain, for figuring things out.、Uh, very, just very, very smart. My daughter, on the other hand, has the most energy I've ever seen in my life. And she's the one who will jump off of things and climb things and try things. And it's like, don't you ever get tired? <laughs> you know? And they're the same in the sense that they're both very well. Well behaved children. They're very nice, very kind. They are very empathetic. You know, I love them. They're, they're, they're good kids. That's amazing. So, your children don't follow any specific、uh, old school gender roles? Not necessarily, because my daughter, of course, wants to do almost any and everything that she sees her brother do. And then he sometimes. Just wants to be left alone. <laughs> right. <laughs> so he's more of an introvert. Yeah. So he's kind of like me, but yet. So their mom is an extrovert. My wife is an extrovert.、Right. And both of my children, they meet people, they can talk to them, have fun. Like they're the ones that'll get to know people. 
while I'm sitting in the corner <laughs> dying on the inside. Like, can we please go home now? <laughs> Scoping things out, making sure everything is right. Exactly. And also wanting to go home and be away from these people. I'm being drained here, but I'm going to keep a smile on my face. <laughs> <laughs> right. And your son has some of those characteristics. Some well. of those characteristics. Okay. Like they both, depending on the setting, they're very good about kind of judging the situation. Like they don't just talk to any and everybody all the time. But there are some times when it's just like, oh, man, y'all just couldn't help yourself. You had to talk to someone today. OK. Yeah. <laughs> so seven year old and the daughter's how old? She's four. She'll be five uh, next month. Okay, well, so, in October. Sorry. So these are really like pandemic kids. Kind of sort of. My I daughter mean, half especially. Her life has been pandemic. Yeah. So they wear masks. They, you know, they know about mask mandates. And my son actually, again, going back to the point about him being extremely intelligent, uh, he would tell us about bacteriophages. He would draw out the coronavirus. Like, and literally, I'm like, you draw better than I do. And I'm a grown man. And I'm not proud to admit it. But, you know. I didn't do too well in art. But kind of proud because he is David 2.0. I can always kind of take a little bit of credit for that. You know, you got your daddy's talent. <laughs> I like to think of, of my children. My kids are, are well grown. And I get just a little modicum of credit for their successes. Absolutely. Especially when you're young, when, when people say they do well. And I know as a father, anytime they don't do well, they're going to blame me anyway. So I might as well right. get some credit when they do well. Absolutely. So what grades are your kids in? So my son is in the second grade this year. My daughter is in kindergarten. Oh, wait. Whoa, whoa. I th she's not even five yet. You started her early. She had to get tested in into early kindergarten and she she passed. She got in. And so she was admitted early. So congratulations. Thank you. Thank for you. you and for her, especially for her. And we, we didn't want her to have to repeat pre-K because she's. She's very intelligent as well, so right. we didn't want academic regression. Okay, so I have to ask you a tough question, and you can be honest with me because it's just us. Now, I, I know that your wife is an educator. Do you believe your kids are smart because they're your kids, because they're her kids, or because they're just smart? I'm going to say all of the above because one of the things we used to do, even when my wife was pregnant with both of them, you know, I would read to them. She would read to them. We would communicate with them. And then when they were born, we never did the whole baby talk like Google Goo got. We talked to them like they were people. So my son had an extensive vocabulary by the time he was one. My daughter, she was speaking for a while and she actually stopped speaking for a span of months. So we had to get her some speech therapy. And to the point now, you can't tell because she won't be quiet. <laughs> So she stopped speaking for a, a few months. That must have been scary for you as a parent. We were looking at it, and I told my wife, of course, as an educator, and she was also, she has a special education uh, background as well. Um, we were observing her, and I said, the thing that I'm not concerned about is the fact that she can understand what I'm saying. Like, if we gave her instructions or things, she knew exactly what to do. She just wasn't saying anything. So I said, it's not a comprehension per se, but she just needed some help. And she didn't stay in therapy that long. Oh, okay. She she completed it, and at the end, they said, yeah, I think you're okay. What what was the therapy like? What were they doing with her? So in the beginning, it was in person. Um, so they would come to the house 
maybe once or twice a week and we would have 30 minute sessions. They would uh, read with her, show her um, different pictures, have her repeat things. And we would work on different sounds and things for homework and things. Um, And they also checked her cognition. After a while, she was holding conversations with them and they said, yeah, she's she's good. Okay, okay, good. That must have really been like um, a weight lifted that the the therapy ended in short order. Yeah, we wanted to get her tested and tried before she went to school. So that way, if if she needed an IEP or anything, you know, we didn't want her to have a tough time when she went to school and being labeled or, you know, people thinking something else is wrong. No, if she had the IEP or needed one, we wanted to make sure and she didn't need one. So, Can you tell me where your, your wife teaches? Is she, she at public school, private school? She is in public school. She teaches okay. in high school in uh, Montgomery County now. Okay, so she's with high school students in Montgomery County in the public schools. Yes. Do you have a any opinions about public versus private versus parochial parochial so public is great because it's available for everyone but the resources and the support that the public does not receive makes it harder for people of like us people like us minorities um, you know outdated information buildings that are falling apart that aren't really safe for your kids to go in um, and sometimes you just don't get the same kind of support and you have different issues in the public school that you would in a private school. Private schools, you may get more support and and maybe more resources to an extent, but it's also limited in kind of, you know, the exposure that your children get to different things. So, you know, they may come out thinking that the whole world is like their private school and it's not. <laughs> now, I heard something years ago that um, the private school does a good job with students in the middle of the pack but they do much worse with students who either need an IEP or are uh, gifted and talented. That was one of the main factors in us choosing to go a different route with our children because, again, even in the private sector, all the teachers aren't licensed in private schools. You don't have to have a, a degree and things of that nature. So with that, there's information that everybody's not privy to in the private school that they would be, you know, as a requirement in a public school situation. So like IEPs and things like some teachers have no idea what that means, you know, or, or don't understand pedagogy and different things of that nature. So uh, yeah, it's, it's a little different. Individual education plan. It took me a while to ask. I was like, what? My wife kept saying, yeah, he got this. And that. I was like, honey, please for the regular people. <laughs> For the people who don't see these words every single day. Exactly. Maybe you need to explain it's what like, that is. It's like, IEP, is that a different kind of something on your computer? What is that? <laughs> right. Is it a program? <laughs> oh, is this part of Title IX? <laughs> yeah. So I just had a discussion with a group, of pe- a group of people about education and whether it's important where a kid goes to school versus uh, where they might live. Um, how important is education to your family? It's extremely important. I come, we both come from a family of educators, but my grandparents, uh, my grandfather, I believe, was a superintendent. My grandmother was a principal. I have educators all throughout my family. And one thing I understand is education is is vital. Whether you have the paper or not, you have to learn how you have to learn how to walk. You have to learn how to talk. You have to learn how to do everything. So 
it's extremely important. And so for us, we wanted to make sure that our kids had a love for learning. So it's like, again, I'm not one of those. If you don't get a degree, I'm not proud of you. I'm proud of you regardless. But you will have to learn how to learn and you should like learning. So we try to keep their interest peak even at this age. Do you plan for your children to get college degrees? Absolutely. If that's if that's the the goal that they have for themselves, what I plan on doing for now is allowing them, of course, to get through high school and then work with them to see, okay, what is it that you want to do in life? What do you want to become? And then assist them from there. I'm like, if you want to work, that's fine. But you're going to do something. Okay. So your kids are in the public school right now on the track to be eligible to go to college at the end of this whole thing. Why'd you pick the the public school that they're in? So uh, proximity for one for my daughter, but my son, he actually has identified as uh, talented and gifted. And so we wanted to get him into a tag center where he can continue to develop and where they are used to working with talented and gifted kids. Cause you know, with black kids, a lot of times they don't get labeled as talented and gifted. They get labeled as everything else. So if, you know, you can't sit still, it must be ADHD. And it's like, no, you're not challenging them. They need something to do. You asked him what one plus four is, and he's doing timetables. Like, oh, of course it's five. Like, you, know? <laughs> you ask him what is one plus four, and he says, well, tell me, what is 20 divided by four? When I tell we got you, the same answer. <laughs> He is he is extremely intelligent. And a lot of people that talk to him, they're like, how old are you? I said, yeah, no. When he told me at two years old, he was playing with his toys and he said, this uh, action figure is sick and his diagnosis is such and so I was like, wait, you said diagnosis at two and you understood the context? OK, <laughs> need to pay attention. <laughs> so because he's um, in the tag program, does that give him an IEP? Is that an individual education plan for tag or is that a grouping of, of sorts? It's a it's a grouping or a classification so now that he's identified as tag for the rest of his uh, school or career he'll be identified as tag so that just helps people understand that he's, he's different you know you can't just give him this regular what not and think that he'll just be okay uh, he's going to ask you a lot of questions so as a parent of a boy and an urbanized community, Prince George's County, do you worry but that that label might make him a target for bullies? So one of the things that my wife and I have been trying to do, and actually this is his first time in public school for the past two years, I've been homeschooling him. And so in homeschooling him, I've been trying to give him really, you know, of course, academic education, but life education as well. And one of the things we instruct both of our kids to do, you stand up for yourself, but you let whoever's in authority know what's happening. If somebody bothers you, tell them to stop. And then you immediately go to the teacher. You tell them to stop each time. And, you know, I, there's some things you just kind of have to prepare them for whether you want to or not. You know, yeah. my, uh, my nephew is much younger than my kids. And he's not in the tag program. He's at this charter school and there was a kid in one grade above him that was picking on him. And he kept saying, he told the kid, uh, stop picking on me. And then, of course, he told his dad. 
And his, his dad said, well, you need to tell somebody at the school that this kid is picking on you in case something happens. But you also need to let the kid know that you're not going to be picked on without consequence. I'm not sure that I agree with my brother telling his son that it's okay to lay hands on another kid. But what my nephew did was the kid picked on him one day and got too close. So my nephew had been in martial arts and hit him with a hip toss and then mounted. So he had the kid completely under his control. And he asked the kid, are you okay? And then he went up, got up and told the teacher, this kid was picking on me and I had to correct him. From then on, the kid didn't pick on him, on him anymore, but the school was looking at my nephew. <laughs> That's the kind of stuff that happens to us all the time. Like, exactly. <laughs> we're not the aggressor, but because you did something, now you're the problem. Right, right. So we have to worry about these things. So when you're taking your kid to the public school, do you have some anxiety? Absolutely. And one of the things we've told both of them you have every right to defend yourself. And what defending yourself means, it doesn't mean you just go around hitting people. If they get in your personal space, you have every right to tell them to get back. You can push them back. Again, tell the adult. Now, I specifically told her, I said, if you ever see anybody trying to hurt your sister, protect her, period. There's no, don't worry about the consequences. You protect her because I'm not going to sit there and watch someone do anything to you or my wife and just stand there. So it's, it's, a catch 22, especially when you're black, like because, you know, we can't win for losing. Right. <laughs> so was it hard to let them go into the public school knowing all you know about the schools, especially knowing more because your wife works there? It, it, it definitely was not an easy decision, um, but we try not to let fear rule our decisions. We had to make what the best decision for the children that we felt at the time and one of the things I tell my wife is as parents, we always reserve the right to do what we feel is necessary. So if I have to pull them out and homeschool again, I've done it before. So if it ever would come to that, I'm going to do what's best for my children, not necessarily what's best for my preference. Okay, I just have a couple more questions. What do you hope your kids get out of their time um, in the Prince George's public school system? I would hope that they meet great people, teachers, educators, of course, friends, um, but just to see the world differently and to understand that the world is made up of a lot of individuals and everybody doesn't think the same, doesn't have the same faith, doesn't dress the same. And we have to learn how to coexist in this world. You can still have your beliefs, but you still have to be able to relate to other people as well. And my last question is, do you have any advice for other parents whose young kids are going back to school after sort of coming out of the pandemic? Oh, man. So I would say spend as much time as you can with your kids while you have them. Even after school, we try to spend time with them and, and play with them and do things. Of course, they do homework, but let them still be children. And on the other side, I'm just trying to stay as vigilant as possible with, of course, the mandate may be over for masks at certain points. They're going to wear theirs. Um, don't eat other kids food, you know, make sure you're respectful to the teachers and just know that, you know, I love you and I'm proud of you, but do your best. You're going to do your best. Yeah. Okay. Did we miss anything? Uh, I don't think I mentioned this, but I did cry for like three minutes <laughs> after I dropped them off. But, you know. I love them, man. You know, so I homeschooled them for two years. And 
when I dropped them off, you know, I wanted to the, the long, hi, I'm going to miss you, daddy. But literally my son got his book bag and walked into the kids and blended right in. And I was like, oh, there's a lump in my throat. Let me turn around. <laughs> and I had to take my daughter afterwards. And I take her. She grabs her book bag and walks in. I'm like, oh, my gosh, they're growing up. So I had to, had to swallow my, my, my lump. <laughs> Bloodshot eyes for about two minutes. But, you know. <laughs> it's tough being a parent. Real hard. It's like you want to see them go and grow. But the same token, it's like, oh, but it happened so quick. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. The views and opinions on this show do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of PG Community College, its staff, its faculty, or its affiliates. The PG Daily is produced by Heavenly B, David Smalls, and is executively produced by Dale Roden.